Welcome everyone. This is season three, episode five of The Nest. And if this is your first time tuning in, I'm today's host, Brianna Palis. And today I would like to officially reboot our Feel for the Future segment with Sofia Gomez and Grace Wong. So, hey guys. Hi, my name is Sofia Gomez and I'm a singer-songwriter. Hey guys, my name is Grace Wong and I'm a filmmaker. So, to kind of introduce ourselves today, I kind of want to tell well, you guys kind of already said what you guys do, but go a little bit more into it. Tell me why you do it, how you feel. Give me the the quicks. Yeah, so I started writing a couple years ago, and for me, music is very therapeutic. And so I found that, you know, it helps me a lot. And I'm always thinking, there's always things on my mind, and putting them on paper and sharing it with other people, I feel like, is very nice. And what I like about music and about the arts in general is that it's relatable, and I feel like a lot of the times we don't say things because we're scared of being judged um, or how people are going to think. And so writing and music allows me to share what I feel with others. And so I like it because it's therapeutic for me, but then relatable for others. And I feel like it helps them too, you know? I think the same goes for film, especially when I'm writing a film or I'm brainstorming. I see myself not doing it in a way where I'm like, oh, I hope people relate to this. But it's more like I'm writing about something that I'm feeling in that moment of time. And it kind of works out where people become emotionally connected to the characters and the storylines that I create. And it's the same for every kind of art, music, painting. It's therapeutic, like Sophia said. And when you create a, a piece on any emotion, there's always going to be someone that's relating. And I think that's the coolest part, seeing people connected to a character. And it shows that I'm not alone. And it shows that other people are going through the same things. And then also what I love about the arts too is it's kind of like a break from whatever it is you're doing. And so it kind of lets your mind get away from Let's say you're doing homework and your brain is fried and you're like, okay, I'm going to sing for a bit, you know? And it's a way to kind of detach from that and be able to live in your own world. And I think that that is really important as well. No, and I really like that you guys mentioned that a lot of people relate to your art. Has, there any, has anyone ever come up to you and told you straight up directly? And if so, how does it make you feel? I've gotten a couple of times where people come up to me, they're like, oh my God, you're the singer. And I watch your videos on Instagram and this and that. And it's, they're like, oh, like it, like, oh, it's helped me so much. Or, oh, um, your videos always put a smile on my face and it just really made my day. And even sometimes if they don't come up to me, sometimes, you know, people do. And then sometimes it's just a comment or a DM on Instagram from someone just telling me like, oh, that made me really happy. And I think that that's the end goal, is to be able to connect to people. And so when somebody says that, it's like, wow, I've done my job, and I've done what I love, and then also helped others, and I think that that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, even also, like, seeing people react to your messages and then them wanting to, like, reach out to you and work with you is such a cool thing. Over the summer, um, through social media, people see my work and my films. And along with one of my friends in Fiber TV, we were asked by this small singer, her name is Myla DeGray, to create a music video for her. And I think that she was able to see our visions through some of our past videos. And she felt the emotions that we were feeling. And she wanted us to bring her vision to life. 
And it's so cool that it's just this continuous cycle of creating and bringing emotions out from different people's stories because that's what it is at the end of the day, creating stories. I love that. I love that. Okay. <laughs> so I can see that you guys, I've seen both of your work and your art, and I absolutely love it. So tell me a little bit about competitions, uh, performances, anything. I want to know. So within the film industry of student films and student filmmakers, there's a lot of different communities. There's competitions, there's festivals, and even within our school, there's Firebird TV, which has provided me a family of filmmakers and creators, and we're able to bounce off of each other, and it's so cool and such an amazing environment. And there's this one specific film festival called All American, and I'm so grateful that the opportunities Firebird TV has given me. Me and another partner in the program got selected to have one of our films aired in New York Times Square in the AMC Theater, and it's such an incredible experience, especially being at such a young age, and people are always going to say, oh, you haven't lived enough, or your stories aren't in that much of depth, but I think it's so cool that the story that we told in that video is going to be aired in October. Oh my god, that is so that cool. Is so I didn't cool. know about American. <laughs> like, I heard about it, but it's like, wow, okay, congratulations. Thank you. And that, I suppose, I must make you feel like beyond, beyond earth. Because I, I also relate to the fact that, you know, people don't, I guess they don't trust as much in children because they don't think we've experienced. And honestly, I really love that art is just a great way to kind of show that. These are our ideas, and we're going to make them happen either way. Yeah, I agree with Grace, and I like that she mentioned that, because I feel like um, writing is the same way, and I write you know, from my experience, and even from other people and what they tell me or what I read and watch, and um, you know, dive into that experience, and their experiences and my experiences, and so I think that you know, I agree with that too. Um, and then most of my music is out of school and so I do a lot of like voice lessons and guitar um, and just working on um, perfecting my craft and then I also do a lot of gigs I perform um, at different restaurants different venues um, and so I'm able to share my music like that and then this past year I did American Idol <laughs> I was waiting for that one yeah I did American Idol um, it was a very big, it was a very shocking experience for me um, because I had been auditioning for these types of shows since I was like eight years old. Um, and then last year I was like auditioning. I was 15. I'm 16 now. Um, but I was 15 and I was like the cusp. That's like the minimum age. And so I went and I auditioned. Not I went. It was on Zoom actually. <laughs> I didn't go anywhere. I was home. Um, and I sang my song for the executive producers, and I was actually contacted by a casting director who found um, my videos on Instagram, which goes to show the importance of social media now. Girl, I can imagine. Like, imagine. Yeah. I literally got the message through DMs, and I was like, this has to be a scam. Like, there's <laughs> no way that this is like, real. Like, this is not real. Yes, it's not, not real. And then I, you know, did my um, investigation <laughs> on social media, and I found out that it was real. And so we scheduled um, an executive producer audition. They liked it. I did an interview. 
And then they flew me out to L.A. And I did, first it was in Ojai, California. And I had, I auditioned with the judges. So like Katy Perry, Luke Bryan. Oh, wow. You actually, wow. Okay. I don't know why. I just, it's kind of like, <laughs> damn. Okay. So you were in front of Katy yes. Perry. And it was so wow. crazy. And like. It was so weird because they were like, okay, you're, we're ready. And they just opened the door and you're like, I'm just supposed to be ready in like two seconds. Like, it's not. But And my dad went with me and he was obviously like, his ear was at the door. Like, how you see in TV and they're like listening. Um, and so I sang for Katie, for um, Luke Bryan and then Lionel Richie. And I sang my song and they put me through to um, the Hollywood Week round and that one was in the Dolby Theater, which is where they do the Oscars. So that's oh, like okay. crazy. It's insane. And I was so, I was so nervous. Um, I, it was like, I think like three weeks later. So I prepped like a week full of songs, like a good, um, like seven songs, five songs to have as a backup. And there was like Zoom meetings and things like that. And they're like, okay, you're getting on a plane to LA. Let's go. <laughs> so it was all very quick. It was all very fast. It was all super quick. And um, I did like school through, like, being virtual was actually helpful in that scenario because I was able to join some of my classes and then everything was like, you know, user, it was like online friendly. So it didn't matter that I was halfway across the country or no, across the country. No, no, you were halfway. <laughs> you halfway. were. <laughs> I was across. So that really helped. Um, and so I sang um, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. And obviously like it was like the biggest stage I had ever sang on. Um, and it was kind of surreal. I remember like, I think I put on my Snapchat. I was like, guys, this is where Leonardo DiCaprio is in. <laughs> It's kind of crazy to that think about like, it. Like, I'm performing where the Oscars are hosted at. Yeah, it was Damn. crazy. And I feel like I was able to meet a lot of other artists and other singers, and it's really inspiring. Especially, I was, I think there was only um, five 15 year olds that got put through of the 170 that got chosen to go to Hollywood Week. And of those, they had like a good. 400,000 or like 4,000 people audition for the show. And so it was kind of crazy to be, you know, one of the youngest people and then be able to learn from all of the older people. And I feel like that's also really, really beautiful thing. And what I love about being with other people and collaborating too. And so it was a great experience. That was the round I was cutting. I was cutting the, the first week of Hollywood, of Hollywood week. But I feel like even though that happened, like a lot happened and there was a lot to learn from and a lot to gain experience from. And so I'm very grateful for that. that no, yeah, regardless. Yeah. Like, you're it's, grateful it's for crazy. it. crazy. No, yeah, I was on top of it. I was on the Instagram. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see how this turns out. No, yeah. but I think that experience, I feel like personally at such a young age to be in that experience is a great way to learn and to learn from your mistakes, learn from others. And I see that you networked a lot with a lot of other people from that competition. So I personally, wow, that was amazing. When I found out, I was like, okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so now I kind of want to move on from this current work and I want to see what what are your visions for the next year, three years, five years? Tell me. What are your goals for the future? I thought about this a lot, and Idol was actually something that really helped me decide that. Um, and I feel like the moment I realized what I wanted to do, or that, that I wanted to do music for the rest of my life, was when I thought to myself, 
is there anything else that I see myself doing? And my answer was, I, I don't. And it was, you know, like it hits hard too because everyone's telling you like, oh my God, like don't do music and this and that. But I feel like when you say, I want to do music, it's very generalized. There's a lot of different things that you can do in the industry. Like the industry is huge, you know, it's not just being an artist. Obviously, those are my biggest goals. And it's to be able to be a singer songwriter and go on stage and sing my songs in front of a bunch of people and go on tour and go record my album and, you know, talk about it and be able to share it with people. And that's obviously my end goal. But I also know that, you know, there has to be like a backup. Like, what if that doesn't work and be open to um, life changing that and I did a lot of research, you know, on like, if the artist doesn't, the artist thing doesn't work for me, then what is it that I can do? And my, my answer has been, you know, songwriting, songwriting, if I were to become an artist, songwriting would definitely be a huge part of, of my, of myself as an artist, because I feel like that's what's going to make people connect. But maybe if I'm not the person on stage, I can still be the person behind, you know, writing for other artists or producing for other artists and being able to still share messages with other people, even if I'm not that, the face that people are seeing, it's still being conveyed, and I think that that's equally as important. And, you know, even a lot of people get into the music business aspect of things, and it's not just the creative, but maybe helping other creators and working in labels, and there's a lot of, there's much more thinking beyond that of the artist. There's a huge team behind people and so I've always thought of, you know, if the artist, the artist thing for me is the, the biggest priority and being able to put out my music as, my, as myself. And if that doesn't work, then, you know, work behind the scenes. And then if not, then the music business, because there's a lot of area to there's work levels in. Yes, to work exactly. In. <laughs> there's like a lot of different things you can do. And I feel like a lot of people say don't do it because they don't know that. They think it's just either a yes or no and it's not just black and white there's a lot of different things that you can do and so I think that's important for the people to realize too who also want to work in the arts or in the entertainment industry it's not just what you see there's a lot of things behind the scenes um so yeah and that's why in in college something I want to major in is both I don't know if double majors I don't know if like a dual thing I don't (laughs) don't know know the exact terminology exact the exact things but I definitely know that I want to do both music business and um, music production, which will allow me to get into a lot of different areas so that I become knowledgeable of the industry that I'm, you know, stepping in. Because it's it's very, very big and very intimidating. And so you want to know what you're doing and what you're talking about and be able to, you know, fight in the industry. And Yeah, you want to um, have that confidence. Yeah, and be able to get in because it's really competitive. So... Yeah. <laughs> I just ranted. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. I loved hearing about it because it's true. You know, there's a lot of different aspects to think about. Like, for example, I want to go into politics and that is uh, not a walk in the park, to say yeah. the least. But it's really important to keep like your options open, but also chasing your dreams. Because at the end of the day, we only have that one life and you got to live it. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> you know Imagine waking up and having to do something every day that you don't want to do. Mm. Yep. That is so Thought sad. about that. That is you know, horrible. That is horrible. And so you just have to think about, you know, the pros and cons and what it is that you want for your life. And it's like, 
do you want to be bored every day or do you want to do something that you love you know and it's finding the middle ground of of that you know I kind of disagree. With <laughs> oh, okay, all right, it's all right. Okay, it's okay. We like a counter argument. I kind of disagree with having a plan B. Not a plan B. You but know what? I like that having that other route open. <laughs> you don't have a plan B. Okay, it's what I want to do or nothing. I think there's this stigma that art is such a dangerous career path, and there's so much that could go wrong, and there's so many people that want to go into it and they end up not succeeding and it's scary it is so scary and I think every artist can relate because it's not just film and it's not just music like it's everyone but I would hope to in the future or not hope but I am planning on creating I will (laughs) you will you know you gotta use that create a I want to do a film company and branch out to other companies and create commercials and music videos. There's this student filmmaker, her name is Christina Shing, and she's an Asian American, and she's one of my biggest inspirations. She actually competed in All-American and was one of the finalists. And she moved out to California and then created this company where she's making music videos for small artists and she started there and now she's creating for bigger artists and she went to this small liberal arts technical film school and I think that's kind of one of the routes that I want to take going to a smaller school that only focuses on film yeah film and that side of the industry because with film it's it's more of like just finding that one person and I think with music too that's gonna be your big break that one person that's gonna connect you to everything else and give you opportunities and jobs and it's more of like putting yourself out there and you really just have to want it and you really just have to like push your name known um but lately i've been thinking of the two states that i want to go to college to because that college college decision is coming up soon oh yeah (laughs) that's not a fun one you have to start thinking about it kind of scary but as a junior it's coming up so I'm in between the two biggest states that have big film I guess industries New York and California or even leaving the country leaving entirely you know that's another option (laughs) okay I mean there's a lot of different places like in Dubai they actually have a huge fashion film industry and that's another thing that I'm super interested in yeah and they have I mean they have a huge fashion industry period so obviously people need videos for it they need to showcase their art I love it that's what you're here for everything you see on tv commercials movies tiktoks even people film that like that's a job that people do and i see where sophia is coming from where she says there's different levels different layers in the career that we want to do but that's plan a that's plan a that's the only that's the plan period plan a is just figuring out one thing and then making a network and branching out into it no, and just hearing you guys, it's like, wow. You guys are really passionate about it. And I love seeing it because I've seen both of your works of art. I mentioned it before. And you guys make it look easy. <laughs> and I love that you guys make it look easy because I know it's hard. Like, I've tried film and I know that is not a walk in the park. <laughs> no, thank you. That is not for me. 
but it's like you're you're really good at it and you reach that level that you got accepted in, or you got accepted to compete in all american your film is being showed in a movie theater i believe it's a theater in new york yeah. like that's major okay and you know what the fact that you guys just make it look easy it's like you guys are passionate about it you guys this is what you guys want to do and that's i guess what this podcast was supposed to be about because i know the art is not like arts going into arts is not a walk in the park you guys mentioned it there's a lot of things that can go wrong and i kind of just want to know what are some of your biggest fears because yes there are aspirations and all that stuff you know there's a positive outlook on it but what are some things that might come in the way of that happening i mean literally the fact that you know you can always want things and um work for them and then i feel like there's kind of like what grace said um the negative stigma that comes behind pursuing a career in the arts um and so kind of just like you kind of just have to believe in yourself and not listen to people um and be like you know i can work hard enough for this and like like we said like i like how grace put it more how it's networking you know like it's still a plan a and it's still in what you're doing it's just um getting out there yeah exactly i don't know if that made any sense but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it did i mean i understand you you know especially i feel like sometimes being in a minority you know being a woman and going into that type of stuff or being hispanic especially it's harder for us to find those opportunities and i feel like that for me that's the one of my biggest challenges but you know i have no idea for the arts so grace have at it i want to hear your opinions on this one of my biggest fears I don't want to say it's failing and not making it in the industry, but it's more of like making it in the industry and then being restricted on the amount of creativity that I'm allowed to have. Because I think that's something we get censored a lot in this world and in this day and age. And we're not able to fully say the things we're thinking because it's controversial. And I think that's what's so cool about art, that you can be controversial in a way that's not so explicit you can implicitly say something with symbolism and hidden messages and it doesn't come across as controversial or offensive or doesn't make sense because there's multiple meanings to everything makes sense i'm currently writing a short film about eggs oh okay (laughs) okay (laughs) it makes no sense but in my mind it makes sense and i'm i think that's one of my biggest fears that I'm going to be in the industry and someone's going to tell me, no, you can't do that because that's not in this cookie cutter world of A, B, and C. If I want to do choice D. I want to do choice D. I'm going to do choice D. What if they <laughs> that's tell the me attitude. I can't? So I think that's one of my biggest fears. Besides, of course, failing. But No, yeah, like besides the main one. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's something that a lot of people probably relate to no that. yeah and i completely like relate to that i don't agree with the whole same f- no i'm not gonna say <laughs> like i'm not gonna say i don't agree with it because i do agree with everything you said but for me the whole controversial topics and stuff like i prefer to say it you know i'd prefer to tell it to the straight but i really like that with art you can kind of disguise it you can kind of mm-hmm. put like you said like an egg in the motion picture and people are gonna be like oh it's just an egg no it's not just an egg it could be a play on words and you can do things. I mean, all the great artists, they did that. If you look at their paintings, I'm sure they have messages that we don't even know. And we they will only like, know. Oh, this means something. 
but the artist in their mind was it's completely subjective to what the message is behind it and i think that's the coolest part so i hope censoring does not become an obstacle for me uh i really like looking at the different outlooks that you guys have you know the different views at the end of the day we're going to two completely different fields but the obstacles may be the same we all live in the same world thank you guys so much for tuning in to today i really enjoyed working with you too and make sure to check out Doral Academy's social media at Doral Academy Preparatory for Instagram, at Doral Academy for the TikTok, and fbdigital.com for the blog. Thank you so much, Sofia Gomez and Grace Wong. And we hope to catch you guys next week in the nest.